Yo, 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 what's up, guys? It's your host, Wes. I'm your host, Chanel. And welcome back to the Tune Out Podcast. Yeah! <laughs> Y'all, you know what it is? We back for the third round. Ding, ding, ding. The TKO! Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> your announcer voice. I know, right? I sound like a, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> um, so, yeah, guys, welcome back. Uh, today, we're going to be doing another, a bit of a deeper dive into another music topic. We're going to be talking about what exactly it is that makes people really like or love a song. More specifically, we're going to be looking at lyrics versus the instrumentation. You know what I mean? Which one it is that people really prefer? Like, is it the words or is it uh, a lot of times the melody or the instrumentation behind it? So uh, we hope you guys are excited to dive into this with us. Yeah. The battle yeah. of the music and the lyrics. I know, right? <laughs> um. So I'm um, going from there. Um we can, you know, ask back and forth. I'm going to give it to you first. Okay. I want to know which do you prefer? Are you a bigger fan of like the lyrics or instrumentation? Like what, what hooks you more into songs? Yeah, I think for me, it's a bit of a mix, I guess, depending on the genre too. But I, I think I was, I was talking to you before. I feel like I gravitate a lot towards the feeling of a song. Yeah. Like that's what it first catches my interest in, in a song. Yeah. So, and I think I've also said before that like, I'll listen to a song that I've listened to plenty of times and then I'll like one day I'll really pay attention to like a specific part that maybe I didn't like quite listen to as much you know pay attention to the first time yeah uh, in terms of the lyrics and I'm like oh I didn't even realize that's what it was saying that's kind of cool whatever you know what I mean like I'll hit it'll hit me that um it'll the the lyrics will hit me more later on sometimes um but other times just depending on if it's like a little bit more of like an acoustic song I'm gonna pay attention to the lyrics right away because the lyrics and what the singer is singing is a big part of the feeling of the song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I don't know. It's just, it's it. yeah, I feel like it's a mix for me, but I think, I guess the feeling is a little vague, but maybe the instrumentation um, is a big thing for me, I would say. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. I agree with a lot of that. Um, I'd say for me, probably, I would say that, <clears throat> excuse me, that the lyrics are usually what tends to stand out to me a lot. Um, you know, just uh, like something that really helps with is that like I'm a songwriter. I tend to write a lot of different types of lyrics and you always try to evoke different emotions. And I think that a lot of times it's really when you stop and just pay attention to what the person is saying, that tends to really capture my attention. And that is usually what makes me be like, oh, my God, like I need to go back and listen to this song. Like, what did this person just say? Right. Like, and whenever I'm talking to the song uh, to somebody else, I'm like yo, did you hear what he just said on that track? Like, let's run it back and let's, <laughs> yeah. like, really pay attention to these lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also agree that, like, the instrumentation is, like, just as important, too. Yeah. But i definitely say for me, I think uh, the lyrics are a little more where I lean towards. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I would say, like, for me, uh, I can relate to that, too, just because the songwriting aspect you said. Yeah. So, like, I've when I started playing guitar, I would kind of try a hand at, you know, songwriting. And I have some, like, voice memos and stuff scattered all uh-huh. over the place. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> of just like ideas and stuff yeah <laughs> some of them aren't finished she be playing yeah. some of them aren't finished but it's like for me it's interestingly enough actually i kind of want to ask you before i even say do you when you go to write a song because i know you yeah do you think of almost like a melody or like do you have an idea with the guitar first or do you have like lyrics in mind first that is a great question i wish you guys could have seen my face light up when she asked <laughs> me like, that ah. um it's tough because 
I, I prefer to write with a lyric in mind mm-hmm. compared to with a melody in mind because a lot of times um, I tend to write my melodies based around whatever emotion is being talked about in the lyric. Okay. Yeah, so that's crazy you. that you asked me that because I think that's why I realize even more now why I like lyrics more over instrumentation. Yeah. But yeah, I usually write around the lyric rather than write around the melody. Oh, that's cool. That makes sense because I know I've heard different songwriters you know, some actually do start with lyrics. Others start with, um, you know, playing an instrument or like a melody that comes to mind. Yeah. I feel like for me, when I would um, try to write a song, it would be more so like I'd be just jamming by myself playing and then I'll hit some chords and I'm like, oh, I like that. And then I'll like it'll evoke immediately a feeling and then I'll start kind of singing some words. Yeah. And then I start kind of trying to like structure it a little bit more into like something that has meaning. Yeah. So for me, it's a little bit of the opposite, I would say. Or like when I used to play piano a little more too, like I'd just be like, jamming out whatever i would be playing my little piano going off you know what i mean <laughs> yeah just with some quick like <laughs> some quick little riffs no i'm just kidding yeah. um Sound and light. then yeah and then i would it would like i feel i feel like i like i said instrumentation really um touches my emotions mm-hmm. so i think the emotions is what kind of makes me release um maybe something you know you've been bottling up some feelings that you can actually start to put into words because of the instrument or like the melody yeah so yeah, that's interesting. Everybody has like a different process, but yeah, that was really dope cool. too. I didn't yeah. know that. It, like, <laughs> now I'm I'm like generally interested in that. Like, we really are the opposite when it yeah. comes to that creative process. Yeah, we should make something sometime. <laughs> Let put me the, know. Put that energy together. The tune out <laughs> make tape a little song. For TT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna release a little record. <laughs> I know, right? Y'all heard it here first. Y'all know yes. what it is. But um, now that we kind of gave you guys like. Uh, the way that we kind of approach music, you know what I mean? I'm a little more lyrical. Chanel's a little more based on the instrumentation. Mm-hmm. We kind of want to take a more general and like broad view at it and kind of look at some points that I feel like we're, we're going to talk about lyrics first. Yeah. And kind of look at some points that when it comes to lyrics, like what are the things that kind of grabs people's attention towards it? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we've kind of like thought about a little bit was like relatability Mm-hmm. Like how much it is that you can really relate to what's being talked about. I don't know if um, you have any songs that like you kind of like because you could relate to the lyrics a little bit more. And you have in mind. Um, It's tough. It's tough. But I think just off the top of my head, uh, I'm just trying to think of like Paramore because I feel like, yeah. yeah, you know, I'll probably mention a lot of the same bands and artists yeah. throughout this journey. But um. I think I was a lot of it is what you're going through at the time too, right? So yeah, like, exactly. or yeah, so like, their song "Future," for example, Great it's just the, the most simple lyrics. You know it because it's a lot of it is the instrumentation towards yeah. the end, but it's just like just think of the future, think of your dreams. You'll get away from here. You'll get away eventually, and it's just like I think at the time I was feeling kind of stuck and overwhelmed with a lot of things in life. Yeah. So just like those lyrics. I like related to them and also like kind of it kind of like gave me some a sense of hope. Um, yeah, so it's just like one example of something I related to. Not very specific, but at the time, you know what I mean? That's how I took it. Yeah. Um, so and yeah. again, because you were able to kind of be like, man, like I, like I mess with this feeling like I yeah. understand it. Like it helped you connect with that song a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think with me, if I had to pick one. It's, I, I was going to say Weezer. I'm not going to say Weezer this time. I feel like <laughs> I do it too much. <laughs> Um, Incubus, another band that I do speak about too much, but it is what it is. Hey, you gotta like, it's your, they're your favorite, so you gotta. Exactly. Um, I'd kind of mentioned the song before in uh, our first episode, but it's a song called Nowhere Fast. 
mm-hmm. which is the one that has the lyrics. Will I ever get to where I'm going? If I do, will I know when I'm there? If the wind blew me in the right direction, would I even care? I would. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'd listen to that song around like the same time, like high school years around then. And, you know, when you're that age, you're just like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing with my life? What it's is like, life? <laughs> you're looking at the common app and FAFSA and you're like, oh, money. <laughs> College. I know, right? Career. Administrators couldn't be me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So when I saw lyrics like that, basically saying like, like th- what the lyrics were saying is when you get this call to kind of do what you're supposed to do, like, are mm-hmm. you going to respond? Yeah. And it's like, I will. You know what I mean? So it's like, even though there might not have been anything that I was really kind of working towards, I knew mm-hmm. that w- this sounds like mad inspirational. I knew that with those lyrics and like relating to those, I knew that there would be something that I want to kind of push myself towards. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Wholesome teens. Wholesome teens. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, that's so real and like it's it's pretty cool how you can hear a song and it helps you get through something, you know? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I know in another aspect, um, so we kinda touched on just the re- relatability of lyrics. Um, we wanted to kinda talk to about complexity. So, you know, lyrics that kind of take a little more work to really think through yeah they might be a little have a deeper meaning or double meaning um i feel like a lot of times too it's like uh lyricists will use or songwriters will use uh like literary devices like symbolism especially like a lot in rap too yeah there's a lot of literary devices there but yeah i'm I'm really glad you brought that up because Mm -hmm. rap is probably one of the biggest ones where it's like are are you a like whatever you just rhyme like a abc rapper is yeah. what some people call them mm-hmm. sometimes yeah or like are you this super conscious like super lyrical and b- because i said abc rapper i have to introduce <laughs> the other side of it where people call them the lyrical spiritual miracle people oh my god <laughs> lyrical spiritual miracle it's like i'm a spiritual miracle lyrical physical <laughs> <laughs> so are those like the like what type of rap so what what would that mean like so it's basically just it, it's so crazy because there's so many schools of uh hip-hop yeah you know what i mean there's the what people call like the mumble rap mm-hmm. which is just kind of a term for like rap that's more like party stuff like super accessible there's um there's like more conscious people that are in the mainstream like the kendricks the coles mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh, and common is a pretty common he's yeah a very big common's rapper, a great yeah. example yeah and then there are some people who you really see this in like battle rap mm-hmm. circles and a lot of a lot of times people who get brought on to like funk master flex which is like a radio show where they do like freestyles mm-hmm. it's people who like very much are like this is a craft like i'm trying to hit you with triple entendres like 50 uh similes and metaphors and the same mm-hmm. thing at the same time so like those are where the spiritual miracle physical lyrical guys come in yeah you know what i mean it's really the guys who like I'm trying to think of uh, some crazy lines off the top of my head, but it's a little tough too. But that's more so the mm-hmm. the school of people, yeah. And it's like, when it comes to complexity, I don't know how you feel about it too much. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think complex lyrics are cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think there's like a time and place for them. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I would say for me, like, when I do care more about lyrics, it tends to be, eh, well, it depends. Like I said, yeah. I do like simple lyrics sometimes because they're just so easy to relate to exactly so you know what i mean i like them for that reason but on the other side i like more poetic lyrics because i just i'm just like wow like i wish i wrote this you know what i mean like they're just admirable and like 
you have to think through them a little more and it just adds like that like literally it just adds depth to the song yeah that you wouldn't have if you didn't use that type of uh device so yeah you kind of mentioned um before that uh songs with like simpler lyrics are kind of easier to relate to mm-hmm. and i just want to say that like i really agreed with that because when i was younger and hopefully there's some people out there that can kind of relate to this a little bit i always used to think that when a song was like more complex or more weird or more strange or like even just harder to get into that that made it like a better song mm-hmm. and it's like now that i'm a little older i'm like nah that's really not the case <laughs> like, yeah. sometimes you really do need that layer of um simplicity and i almost want to not use the word simplicity because i feel like it takes away from the music itself but you really do need that like straightforward layer mm-hmm. to really help you almost understand a song better but it's like it's like as you get older like sometimes you just want something just told to you straight away yeah you know what i mean yeah i feel like pop um is so mainstream and it's so commercial because of that because yeah again not to say that these a lot of pop songs don't have you know some depth to them or but it's just more saying like they are simple and straightforward a lot of times and they're catchy and exactly. people can relate to the words because they're simple. Yeah. You know. Exactly. So. Like, um, I don't know why this popped into my head as an example, but it's like Adele, like Yeah. Hello from the other side. You know her little I mean? ba- yeah, her ballads. I don't want to say little. Jeez, she's yeah, powerhouse. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like we could have had it all rolling in the deep. Like that's a simple line, but it's like it carries so much weight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think even saying that, people can going back to relatability. Yeah. You know? People it, it's more open to interpretation and people can apply it to their lives yeah. more broadly that way because it's so simple exactly. rather than making it you know when it's super specific people are like uh, well i don't really relate to that because i don't know what <laughs> i didn't go through that specific <laughs> you know thing in my life yeah so, exactly but yeah that's yeah. a good point point. and then there was um there was one last point when it comes to lyrics that we wanted to touch on this one is kind of more like oddball but i wanted to throw it in there either way it's absurdity and uh <laughs> absurdity absurdity madness <laughs> this is madness <laughs> <laughs> and um what i meant by absurdity was that like sometimes there's lyrics that stick with you just because they're so ridiculous that you're just like i i, I alluded to this earlier but you're literally just like what am i listening to right <laughs> now <laughs> and um you know sometimes like yeah those lyrics are wild those lyrics are crazy but I really do think that if you listen to some of those long enough, like those become your favorite part of the song. And it's like you start going back to this song because you're like, man, like this song is crazy, but it's something about it just keeps drawing yeah. me back. It's so out there. Yeah. And uh, one of my examples. <laughs> you have to say it. <laughs> I do have to say it. Shout out Brent Fias. Brent Fias. <laughs> Mr. Friend of the Podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's uh, like a what would you say he's like r&b or hip-hop he's he's definitely like r&b r&b yeah 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 I he's, think so, he's yeah. r&b definitely has some hip-hop elements to him he's though. like an r yeah just so if you don't know who he is he's like an r&b artist yeah, so, yeah he has a context. voice <laughs> smooth like butter his voice is angelic, angelic yeah yeah really? like it's literally the best way to describe it but his lyrics <laughs> this man are some of the most toxic <laughs> lyrics i've ever heard in my life <laughs> like you'd think that he's my favorite comment about brent fires and uh i'll never hesitate to say this is that um somebody said that brent 
is what happens if a dude from the block just had a really nice voice. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what if one of you... Like your a bro- coincidence Exactly. Kind of like, he's a guy who you'd meet on the block who's like, yo, what's up, young blood? And he just happens to sing like an angel. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because I feel like for a guy, too, his voice is like, he has like a higher range. Yeah. And yeah. that's like, it gives that angelic L- type of sound to his voice. I cannot tell you, Chanel, angelic is the perfect way to it describe really is, it. really yeah. And that's why taking it back to the lyrics and absurdity when you hear some of the things that he says you're like brent <laughs> mr fires mr fire <laughs> i want to talk yeah like uh the lyric that i always tell people all the time is from a song called f the world um i believe in parentheses it's summer in london great song mm-hmm. it's very low-key and this is kind of what makes it like you really have to search for the lyric. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're listening casually, you're like, okay, whatever. There's a lyric where he says, he might be Mr. Track and Field, but I done ran through them all. <laughs> and it's like, why are you like this? <laughs> Isn't there another lyric? Not to put you in the spot. I feel like there's another wild lyric he says in that song. I think there is, yeah. Th- anyway. There's, there's one where he's like, um, all the hood brothers respect me. Yeah. Strippers want to me yeah <laughs> yeah and it's true because like his voice is so pure yeah and like cause the song is super low low key like yeah. you said but like he says some wild things in that song and then he's saying like all this crazy stuff and you're like okay you belong in solitary confinement oh my god <laughs> jail time jail time is exactly what you need but yeah that was just like a little example um i definitely feel like you know there are some songs out there where eventually you're just like okay this crazy lyric has made it into like my hall of fame and it helps you just remember the song even more like it might be the number one thing that you remember from that song completely yeah so yeah that's true that's a good point i would have never thought of absurdity yeah but thankfully we have you that you know these very specific (laughs) wild like (laughs) yeah it's really out there a lot of like i think a lot of rap songs too tends to say some like you know, there's a lot of shade thrown, a lot of like, yeah, yeah. they diss people a lot. And yeah. 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 yeah 100%. And again, it all depends on like what artists you listen to, too. Because again, I this is a super quick side note, and I swear we're going to jump back into the next thing after this. Rap is a big uh, genre where people be like, oh, they just say anything they want and they just talk about this and that. But it's like, yes, you're going to find some rappers that say some wild stuff. Yeah. But it's like, it's also an art form. Like, remember yeah. that. And you're going to find kind of like what we said before, like some super complex lyrics and super relatable lyrics. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. That's my rant on hip hop. <laughs> that was, what's the side note on hip hop? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, So the next uh broader topic that we kind of wanted to jump in on when it comes to music, we'd mentioned before that we were going to look at lyrics versus instrumentation. So now we kind of want to talk a, a little bit more about that. Um, I had a quick little point, I guess, that I wanted to mention when it came to that is that for me, when it comes to instrumentation, something that I really think about when I think about like melodic music or instrumental music, uh, this one's for all my nerds out there is video game music. You know what I mean? It's video game music. It's, uh, it's all the Super Mario's. Um, listen to this day, I'll, I'll die on this hill. The Legend of Zelda has some of the best music you will ever hear. Don't they also have? Is this the right Breath of the Wild? Isn't that yes. the newer? Yeah. Yes. Newer, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Breath of the Wild came out a couple years ago, and it's like the most recent. Yeah, Zelda the most game. recent. Yeah. I thought of getting it for my Switch, but I'm like, listen, it. is it good? 
is it good? <laughs> All right. Breath, I think I genuinely have like 150 hours in Breath of the Wild. Dang. Yeah. yeah. If you, I love this because I love talking about video games. Yeah. So I can stand oh, this I know topic you do, yeah. forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got me into, what's it called? Hollow Knight? No. You need to get into Hollow Knight. Dark Souls. I do have Dark Souls. Dark I do want to play Hollow Knight, but yeah, Dark Souls. That was like our first hangout. We yeah. ended up playing that game. Anyways. Yeah. No, and it's funny because uh, Dark Souls was actually one of the songs that I had on the list. For, uh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, okay. I know, right? Dark Souls is one of the songs I had down because um, Dark Souls, like, the music is very, it, it's almost like you're, you're, you're at an opera. Hmm. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, like, choir um, voices in the background. It's a lot of strings, woodwind instruments, and it's supposed to be this very big, epic, like, crazy stuff. And yeah. it's so wild because with music and, like, video game music, like, the entire purpose originally used to be to, like, get it stuck in your head and make it be super catchy so that you stayed playing the uh, game for longer. Okay. But it's like, as time went on with mm-hmm. video game music and as video games kind of grew into their own like subculture, basically, yep. like the music became a way to almost like swallow you into the world like mm-hmm. a lot more and like get you more into the environment. Yeah. Kind of what you were talking about earlier with like getting more absorbed into the mood of the music yeah. rather than anything else. So like Dark Souls is just a really good example of that. It has like a lot of beautiful music in there. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I actually have uh, the final boss theme of the game is my ringtone on my phone. Oh, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so it's like, do they have like their, um, would you call it a soundtrack? No, more so their like score. Um, they actually do. I actually, because in, in preparation for this episode, you okay. know what I'm saying? I went on Spotify and I looked up Dark Souls and I actually had like the entire the whole soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. For like the I was going to say, they ask if they had one, but I guess they do. Yeah. That's cool. It's really, really yeah. good. If I could recommend any song from that, it would be Gwen the Lord of Cinder because that's my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually a good point. Um, I think I what I wanted to touch on and kind of like relates to that is movies too because yeah. I think video I think they kind of both coincide like movies and video games you know the score I guess like a, the film score or the even sometimes it's a soundtrack they'll use you know already uh, what do you call it published songs yeah Th- that would be more of a soundtrack whereas a score it's like they get an orchestra or something together just for the purpose of creating the music for a movie mm-hmm. so I feel like you know instrumentation is really important in these you know in video games and movies because like you said it's all about creating an emotion yeah you know and like you know for example like okay titanic everyone most people have seen that movie yeah and uh what is it the heart must go on yeah no uh, my my heart heart, will go on my heart will go on i can't believe yeah (laughs) you know what it is the flute when you hear that little flute oh my god you know like you feel like you're like it takes you back to that movie and like that final scene with jack um and rose you know in the ocean when he's about to die (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to laugh it's not even funny spoiler alert uh okay you've probably seen yeah you know what happened come on it's been like 30 years since that movie yeah so you you know that's just like it's an instrumental moment though no you make an amazing Um, you know because i think they do take out the the words like, I think they have two separate versions where they have, like, just the music. Mm-hmm. throughout, And you hear that flute throughout the whole movie, too. And then when it comes in at the end, you're like, oh, my God. Like, it just, you feel, you know, their whole love story, everything that's happened leading up to this point, And now he's about to die. And you're yeah. like, it just pulls at people's heartstrings. Um, I mean, another movie, Jaws, like, when you hear that, you know what I mean? Like, you just feel like you were scared. You were scared. You feel like... 
Yeah. Like imagine being at a beach and then that comes on the speakers, <laughs> specifically if you're on a beach in like Florida where there are sharks. <laughs> and they play that, yo, I will run out <laughs> of the water. Yo, first of all, I can't swim, so I'm dead. Yo. The sharks are looking at me like, hey, it's a buffet out here in the water. <laughs> this is so, super random, but yeah. I saw a tweet. This is such a side note. Yeah. It was about, it said something like people say, um, be, uh, they warn you about shark infested waters and in reality it's yeah. their home Yo, <laughs> we're breaking an enemy it's true it's like they live there they're not infested they're tech- they literally live in the ocean we're gentrifying the ocean it's like human yeah human infested waters but anyway that's, that's such hilarious. a that's such a tangent but yeah hilarious. like it's just you know basically what i'm trying to say is that instrumentation music just instrumental music is super important in how we process films video yeah. games it really brings you into a world and uh, i think it speaks a lot to just like the power of of music and how much it can even like manip- no i want to use the word manipulate the yeah. way, and the way it can convince you or make you feel something yeah um create an emotion whatever you yeah know? So. no you made you made like some very amazing points like for real because like you just speaking about it's like my favorite part of that was when you were like, my heart will go on. The flute. The flute, yeah. I that guarantee part. you, when you said the flute, the da-na-na immediately da-na-na. played in everybody's yeah. head. And it's like, you forget just um, almost like how iconic yeah, like certain pieces of music are from just like a couple notes. Like the flute, the Jaws theme, the Michael Myers, the da na na da na na What's that song? Um with the guy that he holds oh no the breakfast the breakfast club at the end when he puts his fist in the air and i feel so bad that i don't remember it, the name of the song the, don't you forget about, about me. me yeah yeah that song too another iconic yeah that's more of like it would be more of a soundtrack because it's like already been out there yeah but they're using it for these moments that become iconic like you said so exactly, it's pretty cool yeah. even just um i don't know why this was the one that popped into my head the marvin gate like even just that no really like you made such a good point because it's like me being a lyric person you know i focus on the words but i forget just how like essential the music is to like everything else so yeah yeah i really a little bit of both i guess you know what i'm saying And I think um, just one more tiny thing that I wanted to touch on with uh, the instrumentation. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, for all my nerds out there, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to talk about anime music real anime. quick. You feel me? And this is kind of an interesting one because I'm talking about like melody mm-hmm. and instrumentation. And the reason that I wanted to talk about anime music is because, you know, I like lyrics, but... I don't understand what they're saying in the songs. Are they in another language? Yeah, like I don't know the language. Well, yeah, like Japanese and stuff. So it's like obviously I'm here. Like what I'm hearing is the melody in their voices. Mm -hmm. So it's like even though they're singing, like now it's all just become melodies together. You know what I mean? And it's so crazy that um I was I was talking to you about this. There's a song called uh, "Ready Steady Go." by a japanese band it's so weird because their name is in french so i'm gonna mess his name up it's mm-hmm. like le arc and ciel mm-hmm. look it up people I know, see right? if you can spell it i know right i want you to look <laughs> challenge it up you just by the way that i said it don't look at <laughs> Be like, i think he said l la arc um and it's this 
like super beautiful song for any anime heads out there. It was the second opening for the original um, Full Metal Alchemist, and like the way that the the vocal melody combines with like the the melody that the guitars and the bass are all playing together. It literally feels like this like massive rise in like serotonin. It's like the biggest happiness boost. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to try to touch on this real quick because I saw this briefly. Um, There's a YouTuber called Adam Neely, who he's a bass player and he's Mm kind of prominent in like the uh, music YouTube scene. And he's like a, I believe he went to Berkeley. I'm pretty sure he went to Berkeley Mm -hmm. and he does like a bunch of different gigs. And there was a gig that he played at an anime and video game festival and the person that he played with was somebody who covered a lot of anime songs and like Japanese songs before and there was something that he was talking about where um Adam was kind of asking him like what is it that makes people like get so attracted to these types of songs like obviously you know it's like mm-hmm. rock and things that we listen to normally right but like why is it that people have such a fascination with like Japanese rock and Japanese pop mm-hmm. and um, the person he was talking to had mentioned this really interesting thing where there's a there's a specific scale that's used with a lot of Japanese um, contemporary music mm, that basically has elements of like major and minor in it. Yeah. So a lot of their songs will sound happy, but then there will be notes thrown in there that kind of almost like make you feel like a little bit sad. Mm-hmm. So it has this very, very specific emotion of like a happy melancholy that like only a lot of um Japanese uh like rock and pop bands like really have in their music that mm-hmm. like is just not found over here. And it's yeah. literally because of like the scale of music that they use over there. And I I wish I remembered the name of it, but that was kinda like one is of the Is it like last a phenomenon, things. like a specific phenomenon or not necessarily or... because the crazy thing about music is that it's done so differently across the world. And yeah. there's like different scales. Like there's there's genuinely there's a scale that we use over here, which is like let's say just a major scale, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. C D uh C D E F G A B. Like some countries and some places just go by a completely different scale. Yeah. And so their music just sounds different naturally. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. And that's why like when it comes to like I know this was a pretty long side tangent. No, that's fine. Um that's why when it comes to anime music and things like that, I've always mm-hmm. been like, Man, why is it that like just tugs me right in the heartstrings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you actually feel like something yeah. something different. Yeah. <laughs> like, am I just a nerd or yeah. is this just like <laughs> <I'm> just <kidding. laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Um and I, I think I did want to mention too about kind of branching off of that a little bit, but kinda of going into something a little more specific is like you know, we did talk about the feeling that music or instrumentation can evoke yeah. in you, but there's like the you know when you get chills yeah and like i i came across a podcast episode um that touched on that that there's actually like a scientific reason and i you know i don't want to speak to that because i'm not an expert yeah but like certain songs will like consistently give people chills and actually make you physically feel something which is kind of crazy and like to me that's like such a cool thing about music that it can literally like make you like give you chills yeah you know what i mean like that's something so powerful and like yeah there's a scientific reason like because of the way like notes are set up like it can um <clears throat> especially when they're building it can just get to the point of like it peaks and then that's when you get chills it kind of explains it more in the episode yeah. um 
and uh but yeah it just it just reminds me of what you were saying about how something can make you feel yeah because of the specific notes in um a song so yeah it's wild that music could literally make you have like a physical reaction yeah Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, damn. Damn. <laughs> What's going on? I music. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Something's happening to me. <laughs> scary as hell when you did that voice. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Let's reel it in. Reel it in. Okay, reel it in. We're back. We're back. <laughs> um, be told, there were a couple. There, there was like one more point that yeah. was on here. But yeah, I'm one. very excited to get to kind of what uh, Chanel and I have planned out for this episode. So I don't know if you want to just jump right yeah. into it. Dive in. I am so hyped. Um, do you want to talk about it? I, 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 can, I can bring it up. I don't mind. I... I'm literally Okay, you can go. Seat. You can go first. Because okay. you're jumping out of your seat right now. <laughs> so, obviously... Wait, should we introduce what we're going to do? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, So basically, for this episode, music and lyrics, we wanted to individually just choose... <laughs> Wes can't, can't I'm sit so still. excited. We wanted to choose... Well, we just like like three, like maybe like at least three songs there, yeah. that either we like the lyrics or I guess that what would you say that we're gravitated towards the lyrics yeah, maybe in or, the past or the instrumentation, or the instrumentation or, made us feel something or a little maybe a mix of both. Exactly. So um, here's our list. We're going to go back and forth and just share what those are. And we actually haven't told each other. So yeah. we wanted to because Wes is like, let's leave it a surprise. We're going to like make it live and tell each other when we're actually recording. So we're both reacting this is exciting other. exactly I'm excited to hear so yours like, yeah you guys listening with us like everything you're about to hear is new for the other person listening yeah. as well so uh, did you say mm-hmm. i could yeah, uh, you go for it all right oh my god god well how we've been playing this out for so really, long really i've been holding out. on to this for so long <laughs> it's exciting so um the song that i picked this first one is a is a lyric primary one so mm-hmm. this is one where like the lyrics like really stand out to me yeah um i first heard this song i'm like building it up i first this heard is like, this song. i feel like you're unraveling a gift like yeah little facts by little. bit drum by roll. bit you know what i'm it's like you need a little drum roll you know what i'm saying <laughs> i just on the mic <laughs> yeah um i first heard this song back when i was in high school mm-hmm. and uh i think it was like the perfect song for like high school angst high but school it, angst. It's, a, it's a great song and it's kind of strange because like as like i'm turning 25 next month and so I feel like mm. the age where we're at, we're just kind of winging it. All my 20 year olds out there, you know what I mean? We're 20s just figuring are hard. out. Exactly. Some tough years. <laughs> it's tough. So the song is called The Day I Tried to Live by Soundgarden. It already sounds good. Yeah. And I love this song so much. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things to do when I was younger was like Wikipedia songs mm-hmm. and like look for their meanings. And so the song is written from the perspective of somebody who's kind of like a weirdo to society, like Mm -hmm. an outcast. Like he kind of doesn't necessarily fit in, in different places. He's all over the place. Like if you saw him, you'd be like, he doesn't know what he's doing. You know what I mean? And the whole song is written from the perspective of him trying to live quote unquote. And like, I think the genius of the song is in the chorus because one of the lyrics is the day I tried to live, I stole a thousand beggars chains and I gave it to the rich. 
Mm. Basically, somebody who like doesn't like he thinks that he's doing right. Mm -hmm. Like he thinks that he's doing a good job at something. But the rest of society is kind of like, bro, what are you on right now? And there's another one because the chorus repeats and it kind of comes with like different variations. So that's the first one. The second one is the day I tried to I think it's the day I tried to win. I wallowed in the blood and mud with all the other pigs. Wow. So like now this wow. (laughs) (laughs) So like now in the same day, this dude is mugged homeless people and now he's like rolling around in the mud with pigs Mm. and he's being told, like, no, like what do you like this isn't what it means to live, but he's trying to find out what it is. Okay. And then a lot of people kind of took that song as like almost like a dark like suicide type of Mm. thing. But the vocalist himself, Chris Cornell, rest in peace actually. Um he mentioned the song is almost kind of like inspirational because after he says all these things that he tried to do to live, he says, I'll, I'll take it one more time around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm going to wake up tomorrow and then just try again. try again. And the lyric that gives me chills literally every single time. Like I listen to this song like almost every day and the uh, hairs on my arms stand up every time. Um, the song starts with like the beginning verses. I woke the same. As any other day, except the voice was in my head. It said, seize the day, pull the trigger, drop the blade, and watch the rolling heads. So when the bridge comes back around, Mm -hmm. the music kind of dies down and the vocals come back in. He says, I woke the same as any other day. But instead, he goes, you know, I should have stayed in bed. Oh, man. And it's just like, damn, I got kind of like chills. That kind of like made me feel kind of like. Yo, literally my, yo, my, (laughs) the hairs on my arms are standing up. Arm hairs are standing. <laughs> if you wanted to know that, just. But yeah, so it's just like that. To me, that's a relatable line. It's like, you know, we're in our twenties. We're we're figuring things out day by day. We're trying mm-hmm. to get things done. And sometimes, whether you're at a job that you're like, "Yo, I'm so over this job, bro," mm-hmm. or you're just dealing with a situation. Sometimes you're like, "Man, I should have just stayed in bed." Like, damn, yeah. I should have just stayed. But then at the end of the song, he says, "I'm gonna get it one more time around." You know what it's I mean? It's literally just like trying every day, you know, like yeah. restarting every day and trying again. Yeah. Putting in that effort every day until something changes. Exactly. Man, it was really cool. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. That the day I one. tried to live by That was a garden. solid choice. Yeah, that was really good. The Thank lyrics. You. I'm sorry. I'm like nervous to like, I don't know because it's like a, I feel like it's a special song for some reason. Um, I'm excited. It just brings me a lot of nostalgia. So yeah, when I was looking through my songs, I, I remembered, um, I used to listen to Jason Mraz a lot. Yeah. Like me and my cousins used to listen to him a lot. Yeah. And it just reminds me of a specific time in my life, um, some happy memories and stuff. And so my song is called Love for a Child. Not a popular one. Oh, a lot of people you? know. I What's his song? What are his popular songs? Um, is it I'm Yours? I'm Yours, yeah. Lucky. Yeah. Uh, there's some others. Yeah, I Won't dun, Give dun, Up. Dun. Yeah, I yeah. Won't Give Up. But I like some of his more, what do we call them, deep cuts? I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if this is considered a deep cut. But anyway, yeah. So it's called Love for a Child. And the reason I love this song is because it's very much like telling a story. Yeah. And I love songs like that, that it's literally like it's storytelling and you can. And I remember the lyrics of this song very well because it's telling a story. And I used to sing it a lot when I was learning guitar. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, this song has a lot of themes. It's I think it's hinting. And I was looking at the meaning, too, just because I didn't want to put words in his mouth of what it really means. But it's yeah. essentially kind of like. Uh, from his memory, talking about his family, his family dynamic at home and his parents and how they would argue a lot. I think one time they even got broken into, but like 
Oh, snap. The, you know, like, they would just continue to argue through, like, all these ups and downs in life. And um, and they I think they eventually divorced, I think, when he was, like, young. And the song is about... So it, it starts, um, there's a picture on my kitchen wall, looks like Jesus and his friends involved. There's a party getting started in the yard. There's a couple getting steamy in the car parked in the drive. Was I too young to see this with my eyes? Um, and that's just Damn. like kind of alluding to like, was like I too young. And the song is, has a lot of themes of like wanting to return to like a kind of like a feeling of innocence again, yeah. you know, like throughout life, he kind of like starting with that divorce, he's gone through a lot and he's started seeing things and doing things a little too early in life. And he felt a lot of pain, like, very early on in life because of starting with the divorce. So it's kind of, like, that desire to return to innocence. So, like, um, when we look at the, like, when the house was left in shambles, who was there to handle all the broken bits of glass? Um, Was it mom who put my dad on his ass or the other way around? Um, And just, like, a lot of lyrics that are a little, like, more heavy. Yeah. Um, But then, like, the chorus is, like, it's, like, upbeat. The song is, like, kind of upbeat, like, too. So it's just, like... Uh, what about taking this empty cup and filling it up with a little bit more of innocence? I haven't had enough. It's probably because when you're young, it's okay to be easily ignored. I love to believe it was all about love for a child. It was all about love. And then it goes into that. Damn. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know why that song was just like, you have to listen to it. It's more of like a slow song. And if you're not into ballads, I don't know if you'd like it. But yeah. it's just like, if you really listen to the words, it tells you, it takes you through his story. And it's just... I don't know. Just I just love that song, and it it's just special to me for some reason. Yeah. But yeah. It also reminds, like I said, of a specific time in life, and um, yeah, I just love that song, and the lyrics really that was hit. Beautiful. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a long explanation, but <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's exactly what the people want. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I feel like my my head got hot just talking about it. I don't know. <laughs> it's um, like you're being vulnerable when you talk about these things in yeah. a way. But again, that's really cool to to learn. And again, I'd never heard the song before, so that was really cool for me yeah. too to hear. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, oh, because I, I have two more. So I'm, I'm like, which one do I want to go with Yeah, next? I'm feeling the same. I'm like, what do I want to? Yeah. Okay, I know I definitely want to save my last one to be my last one. So I think uh, for my second one, this is kind of hard because it's a it's a all-instrumental song. So it's like I can't really be like, yeah. You gotta be like, search it, people. Yeah, exactly. Um. So my next song is called Suda, S-U-D-A, and it's by Chan. I love Chan. Yeah. And Suda to me is literally what a bright and sunny day sounds like. Like literally the first chord every time, the first chord and just the, the tone that they play it with, they found like the perfect gear just to get this sound. It literally sounds like you're being dropped into like a bath of sunlight. Oh, and it's just <laughs> so it's <awesome. laughs> so beautiful. And um, I, I again, I still feel like just mouthing the instrumentation at least because it's like da do do da dum da 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 da. And that's all I could do because it's instrumental. But genuinely look the song up. Um, There's a really cool part where they do like a, a climb on the melodic line. And it's like when you hear it, it, it just really feels like you're on an island, a tropical island being bathed by sunlight. On an island in the sun. Yeah. It's an Weezer. <laughs> the goats. And um, it's just a very beautiful song. And again, since it's more melodic, you know, there's only so much I can say about continuing to describe certain parts. But that's my number two. Um, I'd implore you guys to check it out. I think it's an amazing song. And uh, 
Go ahead and hit me with that number two, Chanel. All right. So my second one. Yeah. It's not a very popular uh, artist. I literally only know this song of his. It's called Mountains. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's, I think it's more, it's by Sean C. Johnson. Oh, word. I never. Sean C. Johnson. Never. I guess he's a gospel artist from what I gather. From what I gather. (laughs) From my (laughs) research. From what I concur. (laughs) All right. Um, So it's definitely like more of a faith-based song, but I think. People, I feel like anyone can pull meaning from it because yeah. it's very much like it has a lot of symbolism um, throughout the whole song. So uh, basically, it's about he's having a conversation in the beginning with God. Um, he's saying, I know sometimes the mountain's hard to climb. We walk by faith and oftentimes we're blind. Uh, and then he just goes into saying, like, you know, what would a diamond be without pressure? Will the flower seem mm. bloom without a little rain? And then he's just complaining, basically, about the struggles of life, right? And mm. then I, I guess it's, it turns into the perspective of God responding. Like, he says, yeah, I hear you. And I can move it if I want to, but I don't, referring to mountains. Yeah. He's, and then he says, because I give mountains to you. I give mountains to you so you can go higher. And it talks, it's basically throughout the song, like, um, then he responds again, like, with a new perspective of, like, you know, I'm coming up on the rough side of the mountain, um and it's kind of saying like i'm coming up like it's basically the point of the song is that god gives or whatever you believe in i guess if you want to take another meaning from it is like but the intention of the song is like god gives you mountains or gives you tests right difficulties so that you can go higher in your faith and you can go you know be elevated to a new level essentially and it has this really cool before it goes into the rap after the rappers i should say i think um tom mish Mish. Oh, word. Is that how you pronounce his yeah. last name? I feel like a lot of people Mish, know Tom Mish. Mish, Mish. I'm pretty sure it's Mish, yeah. He's like a British, amazing guitar player. He has, I'm pretty sure, because I searched the song, I really wanted to learn the guitar part and I wanted to know who played. Yeah. He plays the solo in that song and that's that solo gives me chills every single time. That's I got to check that out. Because like, he, he says this whole rap verse, like the guy, and that rap verse itself is, it's worth checking out because there's a lot of like symbolism in it. Yeah. But after the verse, it just explodes into this solo and it has a lot of like ascending notes yeah so it just leads to this like i don't know it just gives me chills and yeah before he goes into he's like you find me on the rough side of the mountain and then he goes into that solo and it's just i don't know i love that it's a simple like it has a simple beat the song but it just feels good and has a lot of it has a lot of cool meaning so even if you're not you know like religious or whatever i feel like it has a lot of um meaning about life and yeah hell yeah that's what's up yeah. That was a really cool <laughs> song. Again, I'd be down if you showed me that. Yeah, I'll show this. you later. <laughs> yeah. So um, my final one, I knew this was going to be my final one for a little bit. To me, this is a great mix of lyrics that mean a lot and instrumentation that just backs it up perfectly, too. I actually talked about this song on the first episode of our podcast. My last song <laughs> is Say It Ain't So by Weezer. <laughs> Bring back the Weezer. <laughs> Listen, I I feel like I mentioned this before. I can write an essay on why Say It Ain't So to me is like one of the most perfect songs ever written. Mm-hmm. Say It Ain't So sounds like nothing that Weezer's ever made. Like ever. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have a single other song that they've made in their entire career, like almost 30 year career. That sounds anything like Say It Ain't So. And like, it, it's even just in the vibe. 
it almost feels like they did it almost feels like there was a different guitar player or drummer like a whole different yeah. band that like stood in for that they were session on something with that they one. were <laughs> um did i ever tell you what that song was about i don't know i don't think so so say it ain't so if i if i got my research correct <laughs> um is about the fact that rivers cuomo the lead vocalist of weezer mm-hmm. um when he was a child his parents got divorced yeah and his biological father um uh had alcohol problems mm-hmm. i don't know if he was like a full-on alcoholic but he definitely had like some alcohol problems and um when his mom started dating his stepdad there was a moment when he opened up his fridge and this was when he was a little kid and i guess he wanted to write a song about this feeling yeah. and he saw a beer in the fridge and so when you're young and you kind of don't understand things yeah, i feel like you might have told me this yeah it sounds familiar all of a sudden yeah yeah he automatically thought that now his new father figure was gonna leave just like his dad because of oh, alcohol because of the, wow and so you know even just the first lyric somebody's hiney <laughs> a little heineken but he said heiney oh okay I see. Yeah, yeah it's crowding my ice box somebody's cold one is giving me chills mm, wow which that's like, like a deeper meaning than you would think that's exactly. very like i feel like it's a feel-good song too i wouldn't think it's exactly right yeah. and even just then like somebody's cold one somebody's cold beer is giving me chills like making me feel scared yeah i guess i'll just close my eyes and then it goes into oh yeah all yeah. right you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and one of the subtle things before i go even further into the lyrics is um i definitely ask anybody listening to this episode to try this after i tell you this so Say It Ain't So changes every time a part repeats. So, like, mm-hmm. with every song, there's an intro, a verse, a chorus, a verse, a bridge, bridge. chorus one more time, then an outro. Yeah. Right? So, with Say It Ain't So, they have the intro, which is, like, the, the main riff. When you get to the verse, you know, you build um, you build almost, like, an understanding of what it's going to be musically. Mm-hmm. And then when the intro riff comes back in one more time, there's a little guitar solo that plays on top of that. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing, but something changed. Okay. And when the second verse comes in, which is the flip on the telly, wrestle with Jimmy, something is bubbly. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's how he says it. Something is bubbly. (laughs) (laughs) Behind my back. Right. And when he gets to that, like he's changing his vocal melody. So it's like there's never the same thing happening more than one time. So you're always like, man, like, where's the song going to go? And then the second verse or like the it's like the second half of the first verse ends with the bottle is ready to blow. Mm -hmm. And when he says that there's guitar feedback building up slowly. So you literally feel like like tension as he says that. And then it goes, dan Donuts, say it ain't so. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. You know, and it's like such a release. <laughs> and um, that's awesome. If I'm remembering the lyric right, it's uh, your your drug is a heartbreaker, mm. and then the second one is my love is a life taker, which is saying that like mm-hmm. the love for alcohol is gonna take away this kid's life. Wow. Yeah. Um. That's and probably neat. the last thing I'll touch on because I know I'm getting a little uh, no, you're pa- little like, over here. This is cool. Like this is like a song analysis at this point. I'm telling you, no, it's cool it's though because I song. think it's such a popular song too, and I didn't even know a lot of this stuff. So. Yeah, well, say less. I'll go to the second verse right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
So the second verse, I'll do this quick because I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, it starts with, I can't confront you. I never could do that which might hurt you. So try and be cool when I say that this way. He says, this way is a water slide away from you. Is This way is a water slide away from me that takes you further every day. So be cool. And it's like, even the way he speaks is the way that like a little kid would speak. Aww, which is yeah. like what's cool about that is like who says be cool like a, a kid who's yeah. trying to be like yo like relax yeah right goes back into say it ain't so and then the bridge um what is it dear father i write you in spite of years of silence you've cleaned up found jesus things are good also i hear this bottle of stevens awakens ancient feelings like father stepfather the sun is drowning in the flood what? And then the guitar is coming so back in. There's so much in that, isn't it? Like the right having the meaning behind the song, knowing yeah. that he's scared that he's gonna lose his dad again, and he says, "Like father, yeah. stepfather, like I'm drowning in this again." Yeah. And then Aww. the guitars come in, down like mad aggressive, and it's beautiful. And yeah, now I get why you like that song a lot. And it's so good. And again, like. On top of that, the music changes too. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just the lyrics that are intense; like the music is following the intensity, and so uh, that's why I think "Say It Ain't So" is a perfect song. Beautiful. Thank you. I'm sure should I clap? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the applause at home. Come on. <laughs> we put like a little like sound bite of like people clapping. I know, right? That was awesome. But um, thank you. I know, like a little more of a well, it's not a dark song, <laughs> but it has like a. Okay, so this next song that I chose, because I remembered, so it's from The Fray. Yeah. We all know, uh, it's not Which, over my head. Which song? It's called Happiness. Oh, I've never heard Another of not song. very popular song from them. Whoa, okay. Some of like, you know, a lot of artists, it makes you think too that like they're popular songs. That's why I always like to look at their albums, because sometimes the deep cuts are like the songs that aren't super popular from them are like pretty yeah. good. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, this one's called Happiness, and... I love the lyrics of this song because uh, just to set the feel of what it's like, it's you can search it, obviously, but it has kind of like a melancholic, uh, a little bit of like a melancholic guitar. It's like it's an acoustic guitar. So it's a very mellow song. Yeah. And essentially, it basically just pers- personifies happiness. So again, using like, like we talked about er- earlier, like literary uh, devices. Yeah. So obviously, you know, personification is when you take an inanimate thing like a fan no not a fan or like a concept like joy yeah and you kind of make it sound like it's a talk about it like a person right so um basically um so it starts like saying happiness it's just outside my window i thought it crashed blowing 80 miles an hour or is happiness a little more like knocking on your door and you just let it in happiness feels a lot like sorrow let it be you can make it come or go and then it goes into a lot more, like, it says, like, happiness is a firecracker sitting on my headboard. Happiness was never mine to hold. Um, and it has just a lot of, like, again, symbolism. But yeah. um, I like how it ends because it says, happiness is like the old man told me. Look for it, but you'll never find it at all. Let it go. Live your life and leave it. Then one day, wake up and she'll be home. And then it just repeats, she'll be home, she'll be home over and over at the end. And, and that's when it starts building. The song starts Damn. building. And it's kind of like this happy build that you finally, the happiness finally gets comes home, right? Yeah. And I just love the lyrics. And I searched uh, more into the meaning, too, of uh, the writer and the singer of the song. And he kind of expressed, I think he started writing it once when his wife, uh, she went on a trip and he was home alone or something like that. And yeah. uh, he missed her. And it just kind of got him to thinking about happiness 
um, you know, that you're in the moment, sometimes you're sad, whatever, but like, just like his wife, like she would, eventually she would come back home. Yeah. Right. And like, you know, happiness is fleeting. It comes and it goes and you can chase it. And just like a lot of people, we chase happiness all the time with, you know, whatever it might be. But when you're not looking for it, when you're not chasing it, just like, you know, the wind you're chasing, it's like chasing the wind, it's fleeting and it's fickle and it's kind of like a lost cause to be chasing something that comes and goes. But when you're not doing that anymore and you stop, then one day she'll just come at your door and you'll feel and you'll find it. And I don't know. I just think it's very beautiful and you can look up the lyrics and listen to the song. When you listen to the song, I feel like it, it adds again, the feeling, Yeah. but uh, I just think it's a beautiful song and it has a lot of meaning that a lot of people can relate to. So yeah, that was in a nutshell. That's my third one. That's so it was cool. hard. It was hard to choose for both of us. Yo. Like, oh. just three songs. Like, there's. I looked at Switchfoot because they have amazing lyrics. Yeah. Uh, you can give honorable I, I looked, mentions There's right so now many. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I have a list, I think, at home. Yeah. <laughs> on no, a notebook or something. But, like, Switchfoot was definitely one of them because um, the lead singer, he's a, he's a great songwriter. Yeah, he John is. John Foreman. Yeah. He is. Um, and the there was podcast. a couple others that I looked at. But, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, there were a couple. I had um just super quick. Cause, yeah, uh, it's definitely a longer one, but I I really enjoyed what we were talking yeah, about the entire really, time. Yeah, um, I had Nikki by Logic, which uh, if you've never heard that song, is your spoiler warning now. Five, four, three, two, one. It's called Nikki because it's short for nicotine. That's like mm. the twist of the song because okay. the entire time you think he's talking about a woman, but he's actually talking about like his problem mm. with like cigarettes. And there's a line in there where he's like. All these other people, they don't seem to understand. I'm just a man. They always ask what's wrong with me. I'm mm. like, okay, logic part. Okay. Yeah. Like, that was an <laughs> Some hidden meanings. Too. I love stuff like that, though. Yeah. Too, when there's, like, twists and you find out what the real meaning is at the end of the song. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think uh, I think we made it to the end of the episode, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, we wanted to talk today about all about music and lyrics. This is such a big topic that I almost feel like we could take into so many directions because it's just, you can endlessly talk about the power of music and the power of lyrics separately or together but yeah we just wanted to use this episode to really dive in uh dive in deeper yeah absolutely and uh thank you guys for uh listening thank yeah, you for enjoying you. the ride i had a blast this episode <laughs> yeah me too it was a deeper one and it, it had some more life what is life moments i know right <laughs> but uh, i like i think we both enjoy like you know laughing and having fun but also kind of getting a little more analytical and yeah and yeah a little more deep (laughs) absolutely so again guys once again thank you very much uh if you're listening on apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a five-star rating if you really enjoyed what you listened to i'm gonna keep asking for the five-star baby (laughs) (laughs) and a review if you want and leave a review um if you're listening on uh spotify just be sure to give us a follow um if you're listening on google podcast thank you for listening on google podcast (laughs) yeah if you're you're, uh if you're listening on youtube we upload the audio only episodes onto there be sure to give us a like comment and subscribe and uh once again you guys thank you very much i've been wes i've been chanel and this was the tune out podcast yeah